Okay, so when we talk about praising the Lord, praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. Now we hear that, we see that. Uh, hopefully you see that if you're reading good stuff and you should be seeing it. But it's approximately 250 times in the Bible. Now I, we're going to talk a lot about praising tonight. Praise, praise. Um, so praising versus worship. Praise is something we choose to do. I choose to praise. I praise. I can praise Vainan for a good job done. Okay? I praise the Lord. <laughs> I hope you, yeah, we've, we've got, uh. <laughs> but we sang now the highest praise. You get, you get high praise, low praise, oh, nice effort type of thing. But highest praise. Okay, so we worship is something we can only do by the Spirit of God. It's, it's a response because of the Spirit working within us. I cannot choose to worship. Okay. So, any questions? Before we land this thing. <laughs> now, we've got, we've got great passages in the Scripture teaching us on, on praise. The first mention of worship. Who knows the first mention of worship except the band in the Scripture? Anyone? Isaiah, you, you were in the band. No band member. Anyone, the first mention of, of worship in the scripture. I can see everybody goes like. Uh-uh, uh, not able. Genesis chapter? Abram. Abraham, God comes to Abraham and he says, take your son up the mountain sacrifice him. So he, he, he tells his son, we're going to go up the mountain. Takes the wood, takes two servants with him. When they come to the bottom of the mountain, he said, we're going to go up the mountain to worship. First mention of worship ever in the scriptures. When you go up the mountain, we, some, most of us know the story. We're not going to go into the story now. That's the first mention of worship. It's actually beautiful because we see the foundation for, for, for worship being laid in scripture is the picture of a father sacrificing his son. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. So we see this, this, this picture, and then we see a lot of other scriptures, man. I'm not going to go through them, quickly mention them, but we see Jesus teaching the woman at the well, John chapter 4, okay? True worship. He says, the Father is looking for worshipers. He's not looking for the worship. He's looking for the worshiper. So he's looking for? Say me. He's looking for me. Us. Love it. Worshippers. So he's looking for us, and those who worship will worship in spirit and in truth. Okay, so we, we cannot worship without the spirit. Otherwise, it's singing, perhaps, if it's even singing, if you're holding the key. It might be a rap or whatever. Okay, so we see worship in spirit and in truth. Then we see a sinful woman ministering to Jesus. Now, I'm not going to read that now, but Luke 7 He's sitting with some of the fancy guys, some skrifgeleerders. What's a skrifgeleerder in English? Yeah, some smart guys. They know the scriptures. And he's sitting with them, with Simon in the house. And um, what, does, what does the woman do? She washes his feet with, his, with her tears, dries with her hair, and anoints his feet with perfume, ministering to Jesus. And uh, what we see there is... And, and, and what we see there is that ministering to Jesus is something that Jesus likes. 
So they asked him, what, what, what's going on there? What's going on there? And um, Jesus said, I've come into your house. You haven't washed my feet. You haven't done anything of that. This girl washed it with the tears, dried it with hair, anointed with perfume. Much as she been forgiven, much she will love. And it just unlocks that thing there, right there. Much. So if in the light of the cross, do you think you and I have been much forgiven or little? Who have you guys been forgiven much? It's kind of, you have to put up your hand right now. That's a bit like peer pressure. But this is good peer pressure. Much have we been forgiven. So we can learn from this, this little passage. Just the, the extent of my revelation of how much I have been forgiven will be the extent of my love that I pour on Jesus. Okay. So we see another passage, Luke 16. I think it's Luke 16. Hallelujah. Yeah, Paul and Silas. No, I think it's not Luke 16. Acts chapter 16. Eh? Paul and Silas singing in the, in the prison, in the jail. And uh, what happens? Yeah, the doors open, the cha- chains fall off, and they're free just from praising the Lord. Okay, we see a- another story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. King Jehoshaphat. After years that uh, I think the Moabites or the someone is going to attack the Israel again, he, 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 he says he's, he fears for what's going to happen. So he seeks the Lord's face. And the Lord says, raise up singers, appoint singers to go ahead of the army to worship, to sing my praises. And they went ahead and they sang actually a very simple song. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. They didn't sing great is the Lord, strong and mighty in battle. No, they went ahead of the battle and they sing. His love endures forever. Again, he's just pointing to his love again. Oh my goodness, too much. And, uh, and then in Ephesians 5, 19, Colossians 3, 16, do we see the type of songs we're going to sing? What of you guys know those? Psalms? Hallelujah, look at that. Addressing one another in? Uh-uh. Is, he, is he a little bit more? In? Hallelujah. <laughs> making Michael happy. Michael's getting happy, guys. Singing, making melody to the Lord with our hearts. So what we see here is just, just a bit of scripture helping us to, to approach worship, to approach praise. We see there's psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Three different categories. Mervis was here the other day, thought a bit on it. He said psalms basically is heart song. What's heart song? Do you open your favorite poetry book when you sit with your wife at the restaurant and read her? Something, or do you just speak from the heart and tell them, my goodness, Luke, you are the most amazing. Which one? I know Catherine takes out her, her poetry book. Now, oh, some men need poetry books. I'm just going to look the other way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Amen, Catherine. I, I've got you back. I've got you back. I can, we can organize. We're going to organize on psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. So psalms is the heart songs, okay? Hymns are the doctrinal songs, the songs we sing to God, the songs we sing about God, really establishing this house in good doctrine. It, it's, so heart songs will be singing like, Jesus, I love you, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I need you, I need you. Just, uh, just expressing your heart. So what, what's in your heart today? Let's put someone on, on, on press, under pressure. Tian is looking down. Don't look at me. What's, what's in your heart? Come on, Tian. Supply 
Dot, come supply us something. What's in, what's in your heart? If you could sing something now to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to get to hallelujah now. No. Anything else? Something from the heart. Thank you. You want to say a thank you? No. Rian? Praise the Lord, because good. Oh my goodness. Let us let us begin our heart. Doctrinal songs will take scripture and add to that, add body to that. Lord, I thank you for the cross, where you took my sin, where you took my shame, where you took my guilt and nailed it in there, and where you took all of that upon you, and where you died and when you rose again and and forever raised. You're adding doctrine to it, and you're explaining actually why you're singing the thank you. Okay, so those are the hymns, and then we get to the third one. In Ephesians, I think we were in chapter 5, no, 19, saying spiritual songs. Spiritual songs are those songs that gets birthed from the Spirit, okay? They are spontaneous sometimes, not always, and, uh, but they will be spontaneous or prophetic, okay? Who loves spontaneous? Who are box people here? If, you're, if, you're, if your spouse changed the plans, you look at them, the neck rock is safe. So now in our marriage, we both are spontaneous. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So like we're on our way for a weekend away. We still don't know where we're going, where we're going to sleep, what we're going to eat. And we're like, who's going to look after the kids? We've got three of them. Literally. So we like, we don't struggle with spontaneous. I know like Emily put her hand up. We've got some people who love things to be nice and in order. We need the Emilys. Guys, we need the Emilys. We need... Hey, amen, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, Azai Lagi, woo, celebrating, and congrats, you guys are getting a goal, yes, yes, what, she will go, you must pray for that, we can't, you can't plan for that, you must pray for that, okay, that's a good lesson right there. You can't plan for stuff in which you should be praying for, okay? Okay. Hallelujah. Types of songs. <laughs> Making melody in our hearts. Making melody in our hearts. It's not just in our mouths. It's not just in our heads. It's not just on the piano. In our hearts. So it's a heart thing. It's always a heart thing. It's never less, but it's always more. And we're going to see now how much more it is than just a heart thing. So some of us might argue, you know, me and my Jesus, my relationship with God, it's, it's personal. Now, I want to say, yes, it is personal, but it's not private. You must have a private. If you don't have a private, please don't bring it public. That's just awkward. That's like, where's Stefan now? Let's, let's not, okay. That's, we miss Stefan. He's taking a two days. Early leave before he's going to 412. Yeah, well done for Stefan trying to look after all of us while Steve is away. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are quite a bunch, eh? And, uh, um, and lastly, before we look at the praise, let's read Romans 12 together. Paul says, he said, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercies, Okay, so we're looking at God's. What do you think when you think mercies? Forgiveness, you think of the cross, think of the blood, precious blood of Jesus. Not just, don't, don't just think general. 
Allow the Spirit to speak to you. When, when, when you read the Scripture, I just want to encourage you. When you read the Scripture, if you say, in view of the mercy, don't just read past it and go like, in the view of God's mercy, you know. No, no, no. In the view of God's mercy. God's mercies was poured out to us on the cross. So in the view of God's mercies, as he gives his, his, his son, let, now, let us now present our bodies, say my body, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Okay, you can stop now, thanks. To God, which is the spiritual worship. Hallelujah. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Okay, so we've seen our hearts are getting involved. Our, our bodies are becoming a living sacrifice, okay? We're renewing our minds. Hallelujah. Okay, so, so all of this is not just somewhere deep in you. No, no, no. Everything is getting involved. It's tough. So everything I've learned needs to become, come under Jesus. Everything that I do with this body needs to come under Jesus. Everything I feel and process what, what all happens in here, I can't remember. All emotions, all this stuff. There's a lot of stuff. You know, most guys only have two emotions. They're upset or happy. Like, we, 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 uh, uh, which is the third one? Hungry. Hungry. Hallelujah. Who's hungry? Yes. Blessed are you, hunger and thirst after righteousness. Okay? So, so, what, so just as we come, as we look at praise now, let's, let's just put this into context. We don't just, it's not just, it's not just songs. It's not just something we do. It's our hearts. It's our bodies. It's our minds. It's everything we are, okay? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our hallelujah. Okay. Okay, so that's that. So we're going to look at seven words for praise. Say seven. It's a good number, eh? I love seven. Huh? Seven numbers. I don't know what that means, but we're going to go on now. So in, in, in the New Testament, we see love. Okay, you guys know the word love. Who doesn't know the word love? Because we're going to, okay, everyone, everyone knows the word love. But in the New Testament, the Greek actually has four different reasons. Oh, my goodness, sorry. Four different reasons for the word love. Who knows them? We just see that we just, oh, the married couples always also straight go to eros, which means romantic, okay? So the first one is philia, or philio, means friendship. Friendship love. So you read the word love. If you go take out the original, you're going to see it's not just love. It's either be phileo, which means friendship love. Eros, which means romantic love. We're going to go to Akape last. Storge, family love or brotherly love. And lastly, Agape, God-like love. Okay. So every time you see God loved the world or whatever, it, it will be one of those. When Jesus teaches, um, actually, when Jesus, um, when Jesus says to Peter, when he restores him after he, he rejected Jesus, what's that word? Ah, he denied Jesus. He actually used different loves in that context there. He, he takes him through, through a, a very nice process. But we see that in the same way, when we look at praise in the scriptures, there's seven words for them. Okay. So we're just going to work through these seven now. I'm very excited to do this, okay? So the first word we're going to look at is halal. Say halal. Not halal. Not the chicken that was whatever. I don't know what they do with the chicken. Not halal, but 
halal. I don't know. How to, I, I'm actually, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, but it's something like halal, okay? Um, it's, prob- it's one of the most primary Hebrew words for the word praise, over 160 times in the Bible. And it literally means to boast, to shine, to become clamorously foolish. Do of you guys know that to serve Jesus in this world is a foolish thing? Why? Because we deny ourselves where the way of this world is we glorify ourselves. It's all about me, me, myself, and Marley or something. Yeah, me, myself, and my dog. And then we get those people, me, myself, and my, my cat or my, I don't know, whatever is your favorite thing. But it becomes about me. So the, the very essence of this world is about me, where the very essence of a child of God is not about me. Okay? So, so and praise starts there, halal. It's to boast, to shine, and it's where the word hallelujah comes from. Hallelujah. It's to boast. In, yeah means God. You guys know that? Hebrew, don't worry about it too much. But uh, hallelujah. So for every, every Hebrew word, the, uh, long time ago, okay? Things, was, things were, ne? were? Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Sammy. Um, um, things were primitive. So language started back in the days. We, we weren't as elaborate than as, like you guys must see Fimco when she writes stuff. I'm like, half of it, like my goodness, that's poetry. Like, some of us are gifted, but things were simple when they, they, when they spoke and when they wrote, a lot of the times it was pictures. Do you guys know that? Have you guys ever seen a grot? Back in the day, when you were little and you go into a cave, there's a picture of a man running and the other man running. But language literally spoke in pictures. So I want us to just for a moment, when we, when we take each of these words, think picture, so the God, God speaks to us through pictures. Do you guys know that? A lot of the times, even a lot of the parables, it's like pictures. It's little stories. And, he, he, and, and I really trust as we run through these that the Lord will start to reveal to us, help our eyes to see what he's trying to show us. Okay? So first of all, it's to boast, to shine. What do you see, think of when you see, think shining? I, sun, okay? I... I am uh, scripturally. Think scripturally. One of Jesus' very first teachings, Berghreda Nasi. Like we are now, uh, sorry, Berghreda what, what is that? In Sermon on the Berghreda, Sermon on the Mount, we see, we see de- Jesus teaching, and we will be a light in this world, as like a city on a hill, like a lamp, <coughs> lamp on a lampstand. So we are made to shine. Made to shine. Why? Because this world is dark and Jesus is the light of the world. So, so our praise becomes the very thing that we are, not just something that we do. So God wants to set us afire. Hallelujah means to shine for Christ, to boast in Christ. One of my favorite passages, Jeremiah 9, 23, 24. Um, Jeremiah says, thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Now, uh, it is nice to be wise, but let not. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, 
righteousness in the earth. So our boasting, our boasting becomes of the Lord and in the Lord, not in because I've done this. And I love having Wade, like being on team with Wade, because he's like constantly that guy. If anyone just for a moment starts to go like, yes, I did this or that, I, I led this guy to the Lord, he, he quickly goes like, it's Jesus. And we, we, all need, we all need a Wade in our lives. Who got a Wade? Okay, I see, I see we, some of us don't have hands in the air. Get a weight. Get a weight in your life. He's going to tell you it's not you bring growth. Yo, yay, you sowing. You bringing water. You helping. But the Lord is doing the work. Did you guys know that? We simply co-labor. So let's boast in Christ and Christ alone, okay? To shine, okay? To script, there's a couple of scriptures, but just one, uh, Psalm 150, I think verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath halal the Lord. Praise the Lord, boast in the Lord, that everything, that's, that, is, that, is the, that should be the heart of every saved child of God. Let everything, when you go to work, to school, to everywhere, you want them to praise the Lord. So you shine your light so before men that they will see your good works. Matthew 6, who knows that scripture? Huh? Who knows? Too, too few of us. I see it for Yes. So let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works. And praise the Father in heaven. Okay? So that's, that's just the third word, boasting in the Lord, shining for the Lord, becoming even foolish. And one of the greatest stories is where we see this halaling, okay? Where we see this halaling is David dancing when the presence of the Lord comes in. I think it's 2 Samuel 6. You guys can go look at that. But David danced with his thingy off, most of his clothes off, and he's just dancing in his underwear. And his wife... I think her name was Michal, Michal or something, eh? if you guys know. And she actually despised him for it. And the curse that came to her because of these despising thoughts, despised, is that a word? Can we do that? It's fine for now. She was barren for the rest of her life. So I think there's something in there. Don't despise someone else who's becoming foolish for the Lord. Don't despise Fimke, if she dances funny on the stage, she might dance funny. She might never dance funny, but she might dance funny. So whoever, so just, and don't worry what other people think. Now, I'm not saying don't go, step, go, don't go out and try to be funny, you know? I'm not saying that, okay? But let's, let's, let's honor and respect one another. If someone, sometimes it, it is hard to serve the Lord, okay? Hard in the sense that there's difficult moments, there's awkward moments, there's times when you have to step out and find out what you're going to see, and you never know. But, but let's be bold. Let's boast in the Lord. Okay. Second word. It's yada. Say yada. Yada. It's a lack of word. It simply means to lift up your hands in adoration. Okay. Let's, let's lift up our hands quickly for a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Boasting in the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Even though it looks foolish, we want to yada. It also means, in terms of picture, it means to throw away a stone. So it just reminds me of that thing of just letting go. As a sign of surrender. We were singing it now, I lift my hands. As a sign of surrender. It's just letting go of what I, at the moment you're lifting up your hands, I'm saying, Daddy, I need you. It's so beautiful. And, um, and then the third word, as we go from yada, we see a word that's kind of from that word. It's tauda. It also means the lifting of hands. 
but specifically thanking God for things yet not yet received. Not the yacht you haven't received. Who of you guys wants a yacht? Okay, I just want to, uh, some wives are putting the husband's hands down, hallelujah. So my, my brother-in-law says the best boat is someone else's. There's this, and that, that saying is not there for no reason, okay? It's freaking expensive stuff. Um, we've got very uh, lack of guys who can help you with your budget if you need some help afterwards, okay? Um, specifically for things yet not yet received. So, ah, yacht. Okay, we're just going like, to be like Jesus who boat, boat into the waters now, okay? Yacht, okay. Ah, blah, 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 blah. In other words, to Tada, you're actually praying a prayer of faith. Not just uh, the Lord has died for me. But to Tada is I lift my hands and I say, what you've done is enough for now is enough for my tomorrow. I'm not going to worry about tomorrow, as Jesus says in Matthew 6, because that's not going to add anything to my life. Now, of you guys have problems? Hallelujah. Let's, let's thank the Lord for our problems. Just for a moment. Lord, thank you for my problems. It's good to thank the Lord for our trials. Who of you don't have any problems? I heard someone ask, who of you is sitting next to your problem? <laughs> I, I'm not sitting, so I, I don't have to ask. Hallelujah. We've got some, you guys were, is this strategic? Uh, yeah, he has a problem now. Um, but I, I must be honest, eh? Like, even this weekend, for me to try to focus and, and prep for this has been difficult because I've had, like, one really difficult uh, business thing here that was trying to resolve. And like you sit there and off, offer through your, for your first half an hour of prep, you get a message and you're busy. And so the world continues. The world continues. You guys know what I mean? Bezigheid gaan aan. Life goes on. And it's hard. So enjoy it when it's not hard. I just want to say that. I try and teach my children that. I'm trying to remind myself that. But life is hard. The Bible actually encourages us. The, couple of scriptures, it's like what, yeah, we need to persevere, and it's, it is dangerous walking out your front door, you don't even have to walk out your front door, nowadays everything's on your phone, they attack you on WhatsApp and Facebook and all kinds of places, it's, it is, it's getting increasingly dangerous, when you walk out there, you encounter a lot of all kinds of interesting propagandas, teaching, trying to teach our kids that it's okay to be an it. Or uh, something instead of just who God made us to be. That it's okay to just pursue your own dreams. But, but the heart of God is for us. He wants us. Okay? He didn't send his son so that we can just go to heaven. Or just so that he feels better. No, 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 no. He created us from the beginning with a plan. To have a family, and that will remain his plan. Okay, and we will tauda, lift our hands every day of our lives for what we haven't received yet. And the most important thing of that really is, is to one day stand face to face before him. Because he will reign. 
forever. As we just sang now. And that's like the most beautiful, and that eternity in our hearts. Ne? Eternity in our hearts is the main thing that keeps the Stauda alive in us. Okay. Every day saying, Lord, it's not my will, but yours. Not my glory, but yours. Then the sec- fourth word, Shabbat. It's a nice word. It sounds like praying in tongues on that. And this is to address in a loud tone. So we will sometimes read in the scripture. Now, I didn't use, I actually haven't used, you guys will notice, I haven't used a lot of scripture references to see where it fits in. But if you read some of the Psalms, you just hear the word, and I will praise you. And some of those words will be there. Or I will lift my hands, the word will be there. Um, so Shabbat means to address in a loud tone, to shout. I want to use one scripture reference, Psalm 145, verse 4. This is, as a parent, this is a very special type of praise. Because we see there, one generation shall shabach your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Okay? Some, some, there's some other scriptures. Psalm 47, where shabach will be translated as shout. A couple of other Psalm 63 verse 3 will say, my lips will shabach you, my, my lips will praise you. But one generation, can we just go back to that, um, that, that one? Sorry, 145 verse 4. One generation shall praise, shabach your works to another. I think one of the main things that we, that we want to do as parents and what we want to do as children of God is we're not here just for us. We just say we're here actually for eternity. We're not just here even, you're not even just here for yourself to, to get fed, to be, get taught, but you're here for the, even for the next generation. And I want to encourage us as we praise, as we give our lives for the Lord, think of the other generation. As you live, as you live your day, think of the children that are looking up to you. It's one of the most special things. And we're going to actually call the kids now back into, into worship as we, as we go back into worship now. And one of the most special things is to praise and worship with our children. That's why as Josh Jenner's, we, we love having the kids, even though I don't know if you guys, like you, it's, it's sometimes chaos. It's crazy. It's noisy. But it's family. Say family. Church is family. Hallelujah. Just, just quickly say it again. Church is family. It's not an institution. It's not a, what do you call it, a, a club. No. Bowling is a club. Amen? <laughs> huh? Church is a family. There's fathers. There's not many fathers, but Paul says. There's fathers. There's mothers. There's brothers and sisters. There's young ones. There's old ones. And we... Praise God one generation to another. And as we praise God, you are actually showing them, look here, keep your eyes here, keep your eyes fixed, okay? So keep praising God in front of people, especially when you guys get together. Remember to praise God in front of one another, okay? I love Psalm 63 verse 3. It says, because of, again, because of your steadfast love, we saw worship starts with, with love. We saw, we saw Nana, the, the army going and singing about the love of God. Because your steadfast love is better than life. Now, if I ask 
you, I think most of us really, this is, this is quite a high thing just to stand there, to think like, yo, is God's love really better than life? Jesus says there's no greater love than this, but to lay down your love, your life for your brother. My, my ch- children barely understand that. They choose their, their own lives mostly before their brothers. <laughs> I want to encourage us as we let this Shabbat become something real in our hearts where it's really about the other, one another. It's always about us. It's never about me. Actually, never about me. Never. And uh, I love it because the, the Father is calling us into family. And, 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 and I want to just say that. I want to encourage us. God's family is messy. It's awkward. Who's you guys seen by it not Christmas? Uh, I don't. I don't. Because it's, it's always a bit of like an interesting affair. Um, a bit of a drama. Because family is like, but it's, it's God's plan. Come on. Family is God's plan. And let's, let's keep loving, let's keep shabbatting, let's keep praising God for the sake of, of one another. And then, hmm? wait, hallelujah, I love you, wait. I don't, another funeral. Yes, who wants to die? <laughs> uh, and the next word, fifth word, is Barak. Say Barak. Not, not the American president. Huh? Ex-American president. Um, sometimes this word is, is, is variations of, of them will be Barach or Baruch. I think a lot of you guys will know the word Baruch. It also means it's a bit of a variation of this word. It, me- it literally means the picture of that is to kneel and to bless. Okay? So we all know the song, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. The word there is to kneel. I'm telling my soul, kneel before the Lord. It's this beautiful picture. So every time we say, come, let's just bless the Lord. When the scripture says, bless the Lord, it literally means to kneel. To come in low and say, Lord, you are higher. I want you. And uh, fixing our eyes on him. Saluting him. Psalm 95, verse 6. Just a couple of verses. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel Barak before the Lord, our maker. Psalm 34, verse 1, I will bless Barak, the Lord, at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 103, that was the song we just sang, bless the Lord, O my soul. So we see that praise really, even though we can choose it, it is still a heart thing. It comes from inside. So we see in Scripture, I kind of fast through it now. Oh, we are there now, actually. Matthew 15, we see a passage where Jesus actually rebuked. He corrects the people and he says, he explained to people what is vain worship. He used the word vain worship. It's vain worship. And he says, people who, whose lips draw near to me, but their hearts are far. So I can come. Who of you, you guys know, especially if you're having a difficult week, having real difficult things, it's like you, you, 
you're saying stuff, you're singing stuff, but your heart is somewhere else. Um, or it's not just maybe, it might be earthly things. Same on prayer meeting, earthly things. You're starting, your business is getting more important than Jesus. You're thinking about, yo, if we doing this or that. Or your sport is more, more important. I can do this or that. So your heart is not here. So where's your heart? I'm asking tonight. Where's our heart? And the Lord is, I, I trust that as we go into worship tonight, that we just come and say, Lord, very simply, I want my heart to be near to you again. Okay? Let's not draw near to the Lord with our, our lips only, but with our hearts. Intimacy. That's what, it, that's what intimacy is. Nearness. With our hearts bowed down before Jesus. We've got two more words. Now, if you guys have noticed, we haven't talked much about singing. Just different words of praise, no singing yet. But here the next word is zamar. And it literally means to pluck the strings of an instrument to make music. Hallelujah. Now the musos get excited. We finally, it's Sunday. We can also in our big play some band. So you can halal. You can yada. You can tara. You can shabach. And you can barak without your instrument. You don't have to sing a song, pluck an instrument, hit a, a drum or anything. You can do that. So, so, I want to encourage you, don't say, I can't play, I can't sing. You don't have to sing to praise the Lord. But we want to sing, okay, as well. So Zomar is to, 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 so you literally, with an instrument, be exalted. Psalm 21 verse 13 says, be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing in praise. The word they praise means Zomar, your power. Interesting. I love it. Psalm 57, 7 to 9 says, my heart is steadfast. Oh, God, say my heart is steadfast. Just prophesy with your heart for a moment. Even though your heart don't feel very steadfast today, eh? Steadfast, steadfast. Oh, the British. Sorry, we're British. British English. My heart is steadfast, oh, God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing, literally there, zamar. Uh, I will sing and make melody, zamar. Awake my glory, awake, a oh, harp and lyre. Lyre is not the Jim Carrey. Um, that's back in the day, 90s, sorry. But lyre is an instrument with strings on it, okay? I will awake the dawn. There's something special. If you guys want to spend some time meditating on a good, good scripture for praise, awakening your heart, good, good passages to, to meditate on. It's more First Chronicles 16.9. We're not going to read that. But what we see here is that music becomes this beautiful platform for the praises of God, Okay? For the songs of God and the songs of his people. And um, we see the passion of God for singing as well. There's approximately 400 references to singing in the Bible. With 50 direct, direct commands for us to sing. Okay. So who of you guys like singing? Most of us. I, I know most of us will like singing. Who of you guys think you're the most best singer in the shower? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, come, honestly, who loves singing in the shower? Whose wife asks him to stop singing in the shower or his mom? Okay, hi, like it. 
Singing, singing is something that's very special to God. And as we saw in Ephesians 5, Colossians 3, we, we're going to sing to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, all these type of singing. Um, no, there's different, there is the singing where we sing to God. Okay? I love to call it vertical singing. We're straying straight to God. But then it's scripturally also to sing horizontally, to sing to one another. Okay, so it's important to sing to one another. You see Psalms saying, people singing to other people, oh, come clap your hands, all you people. They're not talking to God. So you got a lot of our praise songs, we will sing to one another. Come, let us bow before the King of Kings. We, what are we doing? We're encouraging, we're exhorting, we, we're calling people to repentance. And I love, I actually read it this afternoon, felt like it was for the f- first time somewhere I read it. I don't know where it is now. But um, I think it's, yes, it was actually that, that awakened the dawn one, Psalm 57, and he says, I will sing your praises. I will sing your zamar to you among the nations. Say the nations. So every Christian has three things he wants to do in life. It's only, you only got three things you want to do. Do you want to know your calling? I'm going to be that guy. We're going to just tell you, give you your calling. If you ever wonder, you just come back to me, I'll remind you. Okay, Max, Bill, I'm here for you. Okay, first thing you want to love God. Number one, say love God. Love people. Let's, let's clarify this one. Love the church. So it's love God. Love the church. Love the lost. That's your calling. That's your destiny. That's all you need to do in life. And it, we see it even in scriptures. We're going to sing to God. Sing to God. Come on, say it. We're going to sing to one another, and we're going to sing to the nations. So you better not be only singing to God in your room, okay? You're going to sing here as well. You're not only going to sing here and in your room, you're going to sing to the nations as well. You're going to sing praises to God, okay? So we, we are not just called for Sundays. And you're also not just called to sit in your room and go like, it's me and Jesus, me and Jesus. And it's no, no, come on. Did Jesus go die on a little cross somewhere with the door closed? Or did he die on a hill? Huh? So that everyone can see. Everyone could see, guys. So that is, I'm somewhat getting excited now. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And very lastly, the last word. From from now, the music is starting to play. And let's get the band so long. Let the music zoom on a bit. Hallelujah. Ben can zamar a bit. Zamar. This very last word, the seventh word, is one of my favorite. Oh, I can't say that. All of, all of them are my favorites. It's Tehila. Who of you guys know a girl called Tehila? <laughs> me too. It's so awkward. Every time I see her, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Don't do this to me. Um, I don't, I don't do this. I don't see her ever anyway. Um, I knew her a couple of years ago. But Tehila means to sing a new song. It's, it's the unrehearsed, say unrehearsed, the spontaneous. Okay. Whoa. Yes. I almost fell over there. Yes. Uh, tehila. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> we got it. So, so to Gila, Psalm 40 verse 3 says, and he puts a Tehillah in my mouth. 
Actually, the word there is actually in my heart. But in my mouth, he puts an, a tehillah. What, what is it translated into? New song. So if I pass the mic around now, who of you guys have that in your mouth? You don't have to put up your hand. But God has put a new song in your heart and in your mouth. Don't hold that for yourself. Remember, it's for God, it's for the church, it's for the nations to hear. Yo, 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 yo. Psalm 22 verse 3 says, you are holy. Enthroned on the Tehillah of Israel. Now, Israel now includes us. If you read Romans book of Romans, you know that we are grafted in. Israel, in the Old Testament, if you see the word Israel, mostly it means the church now. Take, take Romans and Hebrews, you will quickly see that. We struggle with that come Saturday. It's going to be a long one, but we will have coffee. But God inhabits. He dwells in. He sits upon. He lives in the very unrehearsed, spontaneous praises from the inward parts of His people. Praise God. He puts that in our hearts. He puts that in our minds. It's not our works. It's not you to work up a new song. And sometimes you have to psych yourself a little bit out because you are maybe a bit rusty and upset maybe because your dog peed on the carpet and or your kids didn't. Yeah, Pablo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> special, special character. Uh, that's our French, French bulldog, by the way. Uh, it's not Pablo. It's someone I've got a cousin Pablo, not, not that Pablo, um, but God inhabits the Tehillah of his people, Psalm 33 verse 1 says, shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous, praise befits, Tehillah befits the upright, someone translated it says, up, Tehillah from the upright, the righteous, those are in, in Christ, are beautiful. God says it's beautiful when you praise. He gives you praise, he puts it in your heart, puts it on your mouth. Who are we to not lift these praises up? 